Welcome back to the AOT Chronicles, an Attack on Titan podcast. I'm your host, Chad. I'm Ronnie. And we're starting a new season today. New season, season two, here we are. We're here, we're finally here. Season two, episode one. And the title of this is The Beast Titan. Beast Titan, also episode 26, if you want to do them that way. Uh, So excited to get to season two in these name of episodes being so much easier than season one no more of the part one part seven part 11s yeah we're just, just straight up straight beast up. titan yep so we're here we're finally here folks so we pick up right where we left off last season okay annie's being dragged away to go deep underground she's in her crystallized form and Hanji and the rest the rest of her crew are just they're just chilling right now. They're chilling right where she just got drug off. Pastor Nick, aka Mr. Wallman. Mr. Screw him. <laughs> he runs up in a dead sprint and grabs Hanji and he's like, Whatever you do, keep that Titan out of the sunlight. So we're looking at the sneak peek of what we got last time, which was the Titan peeking through, I guess, just his face through the through the wall where Annie and Aaron fought. Amazing that that hole was right at the perfect height for his face to be showing completely. Yep. We get into the opening now, okay? The opening theme song. What do you think? Sasageo, Sasageo. As our resident, uh, passionate person Sasageo. about OSTs, what do you think? Beautiful. The Sasagio anthem is what I like to call it. You like you call it the Sasagio anthem, dude. It just each every intro is so good. I almost can't call. I can't go either of them. They are all very good. I agree. We're gonna get copyrighted. You're doing that, so let's okay. stop. So first scene, we go into some soldiers telling Irwin. They're like. Look, we listened to the wall, man. We covered the the wall titan with sheets. Everything should be good now. We're going to listen to everything that guy says. They covered up the wall titan with sheets. Ladies and gentlemen, from the minds that brought you useless cannons, I present to you the latest in wall repair technology, sheets. Well, I presume they're fixed sheets because they're fixed cannons. These are fixed sheets. Fitted sheets? Fitted, fixed. The ones that you can't fold? Hate them. So they fit perfectly, but Aaron, with that goat look in his eyes, says that, well, there were only people who knew and who didn't about this. Wow. Bold take, early. Hey. You know, it can be said about all things, but not everyone always says it. So I'm glad he says that, and we get a little, uh, we get kind of a little image of the aftermath going on, and we get an, another cameo of Marlo and Hitch. Uh, they're staring at dead civilians, and they're just Someone like, died last episode? Well, there was a few. There was a few dead people last episode. Huh. I don't know how that happened. And uh, they're like, wow, all these people died for no reason, and no one knows what's going on except for those bastards over there. And they're talking about Irwin. I don't know why Irwin gets such a bad rap. He apologized. He It was a genuine apology. I, these people just need to live, or forgive and forget. 
makes me angry. I mean, there was people that knew and who didn't know. Come on. On a serious note, we've talked about it before. These people are just trying to prolong the inevitable. Like, come on. We had to do something. It might not have worked out perfectly, but... And I'm sure... Yeah, I mean... People die every day, okay? Come on. That What you just said there is about as meaningful as some people know things, some people don't. Well, someone has to say it, so I'm going to say it. So anyways, we go to the top of the wall now, and we've got Hanji and uh, the Wallist man. Um, yeah, I just want to clear this up right now. Just because it so happens that there are actually titans inside this wall, and the wall religion people might have been somewhat justified in their beliefs, I still hate them and don't respect them at all. I'm right there with you. Okay, I'm glad we're on the same page. Especially Pastor Nick. I, I'm not a fan of this guy. But she obviously asks why the Titans are there and why is this kept a secret. He does not answer that. And she then threatens him by grabbing his collar and putting him over the edge of the wall. Like she's about to just drop him off. Wish she would have. I wish she would have done it initially because once he starts, you know, owning up to the gods and accepts it, then it's no longer fun. Like... Yeah. You want him to be scared, so she, ultimately she did the right thing by uh, throwing him back on the wall and letting him live another day, but if she had just gotten a quick drop, I would have enjoyed it. Same. Oh, I was going to let you slide with the page turn, and then getting it back on the desk, it just took too long, okay, so i got to well, hit you with a page turn. Page turn. All right. She said, well, I do like the thing that she says. She's like, your measly life isn't worth much. And then Mr. Wallman, he's, like you said, he's even willing to die. He's accepting it, and he's he's going to be proud of his death. This guy's a loser, okay? I, what can you say about it? Does this guy officially uh, surpass Daz for you? No, he doesn't. Daz is so bad that he doesn't, wow. but still. Okay, I'm thinking about I mean, I hate this guy so, because this guy's cocky. Yeah. Daz knew what he well, was. Well, that is Dad, true. Daz knew he was a little bitch. This guy thinks he's got something figured out than the rest of us. So just don't like him. Yeah, Daz was willing to slit his wrist right there, right then and there. This guy is just, if Hanji pushes him off, then whatever. But then Hanji's like, I'm just kidding. I was never going to do that. Crazy. <laughs> Come get your girlfriend. I love her. Um, this is the type of girls I'm into, but... And then she then... Is talking to the rest of the crew up there who are just bamboozled by what she just did. And she's like, so this means all the Titans made the walls? Question mark. And that's a good question to ask. Um, she kind of insinuates that. I don't know if that's really... That's a know, thought. You know, we're throwing out some yeah. theories at this point. Which is, it's interesting to think about. Because um, I wasn't thinking about that. I was just thinking, why are they in the walls? Um... Why are they not outside the walls eating people? But I guess she's thinking a little bit deeper than I am. But anyways, we go to the next scene and the bell sounds and we're informed that Titans have breached Wall Rose. Shit just gets weird at this point. Yeah, it's out of, it takes you a second to realize what's going on after everything last episode because obviously Annie was inside a wall, but that was like a one case scenario. This is like... It's just weird that you don't see it, you know what I mean? You hear yeah. about it, and you're like, wait, okay, so Mario was the one they broke into early on. Wait, they're in Wall Rose? How'd they get in Wall Rose? Like, yeah. 
I remember the first time. That's kind of how I was thinking about it. And it's only been like a day since this has happened. Like this is fresh off. Like they just drug her off. Maybe not even a day, right? Right. So this is, we're going and from season one to season two. Pretty much no time has passed. But we go to uh, some some squad members of the 104th. Um, they're cooped up in a building. They're all just looking so bored out of their minds. You know, we got like Ymir, Krista, Connie, Sasha, Reiner, Bertolt, um, all those type people. Before we get too far into the whole idea of Wall Rose being broken into and the chaos that's getting ready to ensue, what do they ever say what these people are doing out here? Are you talking about the 104th? Yeah. What is their goal? Right now, they, they've just been ordered to stay. We'll talk a little bit about it here in a second, too. But And my other question is, were they sent after all the stuff with Aaron and Annie went down, or were they gone before that? They were gone before that. They, they don't even know that uh, Aaron and Annie went down. Okay. So they, they're in civilian clothing. They don't have any gear. Um, it was kind of insinuated that Irwin... Uh, told these these other scout members like Mickey and I can't even think what's the girl's name. This guy, like, I don't cute... know. Yeah, but she's she's one of the ones that's been there five years plus and is she's trusted got the cute by mom her. Cut. Yeah, I don't know her name though. She's got the Karen cut. That's what it is. The Karen cut. Yeah, she's really trusted by Irwin. They they're kind of just watching after him. We don't really know what's going on. She's got so many coupons, and you will take them even if they're expired. Yeah, just telling you right now. Yeah, if you're a grocery store clerk, be ready. But Reiner then asks Connie, um, he's like, don't you think it's strange that, uh, well, here we kind of get into it, that they ordered us to stay in these in our normal civilian clothes and not put any gear on? He's like, why are they, like, why are we not allowed to touch anything? And that's when it's, I mean, this stuff just keeps getting weirder. It's, yeah, that's why I'm trying to figure out, it's like they're trying to keep a low profile. They don't want people to know that they're, Members of the scout regiment, you know. Yeah, it's like there's no clear direction of what's going on at, it's at so, all. It's very weird. Sasha then, well, potato girl, sorry. She puts her ear to the table and starts hearing thuds. And she yells and she's like, Titans, they're coming. And then we get a we get a little cutscene of Mickey sniffing the air. And he's like, oh yeah, these Titans are coming. Oh yeah, they're coming, all right. And no, he like knows how many there are. Yeah, no one knows how many there are. They're just like, oh, they're coming. And he's like, nine. <laughs> nine. One of them's 10 meters. One of them's 17. And then, uh, so we cut back to Karen Cut and whoever else is watching over the 104th. Not important. And they're basically like, they come in and they're like, look, guys, Titans are on the way. And they're coming from the south. We don't have time to get our ODM gear on. Yeah. They're like, we don't have time to get any gear on. You're not allowed to do anything. Let's go. Which bugs me. I, how long, reasonably, keep in mind, they've been in, they've been in training for what? At least three years? Yeah, three, they've been in training for three years. So I would imagine they've put on this ODM gear quite often. How long do you think it actually takes them to put on ODM gear? Five minutes, maybe. Really? You think it's that extensive? Yeah, I think just like making sure everything's in place and not going to come loose, stuff like that. Um, 
So I guess maybe they don't have time, but at the same time, like I said, it, it's just so weird. Everything is so weird right now. The ODMs, I liken it to like a uh, like a harness you'd have to put on to go like zip lining and stuff like. Because I, for the wires and stuff to work, and I know it's very hip based on where you go. I just I real jerk telling them that they don't have time to. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe they're not filled with gas. They have to go get gas. Who knows? Who knows what's going on? Just seems like. They're extremely unprepared, unprepared for uh, right. for a group that lives inside of walls where outside are human-eating monsters. Yeah, and then they all get on their horses and they start riding. They have no time to put on gear, man. And uh, Ronnie, we've got some candidates. Dude, okay. how do I even pick? I mean... Th- they really just amped everything up about these Titans Season 2. I feel like they had like a base model, they had a couple creepy ones, but for the most part, it was like they were all kind of the same design, you know, they just changed like hair color, maybe we had height. Like, yeah, we kind of had like the spider guy. Yeah. That was kind of That was kind of like the most unique one. We had mm-hmm. some that looked creepier than others. This right out of the gates, they went to the you know the board and just redrew everything. There are so many cool titans. Are I don't even know if I would call them cool as much as just like laugh out loud funny. Some of them just look so ridiculous that you can't. Oh yeah. Hardly take them serious until they start chomping down on people. <laughs> yeah, that's then when they all start riding off, and we have Mike. You know, he's supposed to be second to Levi. Okay, so he's supposed to be a really strong. Really strong soldier. Um, he says that he's kind of talking to everyone. He's like, as long as we continue to fight, we are not beaten. Okay? We've got a chance against these people. We're not going to lose. Reiner's out here. He's being a real bro because Connie's talking about, might be getting ahead of you. Connie's talking about, because uh, they say what direction these things came from. Yeah, they came from the south. And I don't know if you met earlier before they even told them to get on the horses and stuff, Connie was saying how close he was to his town and that he wanted to go back, and Reiner said, hey man, I'll go with you. Yeah. But then all this has gone down, and Connie's freaking out because they are coming from the direction of his town, and he's like, Mm -hmm. I gotta go, and Reiner's still saying, you know, hey Connie, I'll come help out, and then he asks, we get to my boy Bert this season. I'm so excited because Bert is... A very interesting character study. <laughs> Reiner asks Bert if he will come help too, and Bert says, Sure. <laughs> a very long and dramatic pause for Bert before he says that too. Seems thrilled to tag yeah. along. Yeah, that's the thing though. Connie knows that he's like, Well, look, my village is directly south. They're coming from exactly that spot. Like, he starts worrying a lot. But, like you said, big. I, I love Reiner. I will say he's he seems like an awesome guy. He's like a big brother kind of. Yeah, he you know we get a little bit of him in season one, but you just feel like there's so much more to his character, and he's just a really nice guy, like a big brother, like you said. Mm-hmm. And uh, hope to get more of him in season two. So then, so their uh, their directions are kind of split into groups of four and scatter. Um, so right when they scatter, as soon as they all tail off. The Titans all of a sudden just start sprinting. And we've got one of the coolest sideways flips I've ever seen. <laughs> I mean, you got all of them here. You got the Mr. Potato Head Titan. 
You've got the one uh, in particular that you just love, I know, oh, that yeah. is just hugging everything inside. He's so shy. One that's <laughs> <laughs> one that's flailing. It's crazy. Yeah, oh, and we even have one that looks like, he looks old. I don't know if he, I think he has gray hair or something, but he's doing a full-out sprint in perfect form. So that guy's awesome. <laughs> he was on the Titan track team. He's... <laughs> He's been waking up at 4 a.m. the past three years perfecting his yeah, launch. And he's perform. been waiting for this moment. Mike then, then rides off and he tells uh, the others, he's like, take, or he tells Gerger is the guy's name. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it, but he's like, take the lead of the team. I'm going to go off and, you know, I'm going to be the bait. So he rides off. He then goes in for a dope-ass kill, and right when he slices, we get led into the calling card. And in the calling card, it says, Little is known about the titans inside the wall. They appear to form walls with material similar to the female titan. Wall cultists know the truth, but they won't explain it. So, I guess Assholes. Why would they not explain? (laughs) It makes no sense. Ronnie, it's a very diverse religion. They're strict with their rules. Just leave it be. But anyways, we go to the next scene. And it's kind of a... We go to a little flashback um, with tiny Aaron and tiny Mikasa. They're just so adorable together back then. But uh, Carla's talking to him, and she's she's telling Aaron, she's like, look, Aaron, he, he just got beat up or something by bullies. And he's like, oh, did Mikasa save you again? She loves ripping on her son. She's done this before in flashbacks. She's like, you can't charge everybody head on. Like, you gotta be there for Mikasa, too. I'm glad somebody said it. You yeah. gotta be there for her, too, dude. Yeah. Come on. She's been there for you thick and thin. What have you done for her? She says, try protecting Mikasa every once in a while. Get wrecked, Aaron. <laughs> he then awakes... What does he awake to, Ronnie? Do you so have a guess? He wakes up, and it's just about 45 seconds of this. It's... Erin? That's what it is. I actually just played audio from the episode there. What's crazy, too, is... Page turn. Page turn. What's crazy is this time, Mikasa is not staring at him, though. Nope. She's asleep. Whoa. She dozed off. Maybe she's not so ride or die. But uh, She did such a good job uh, last episode with her voice acting that they gave her they gave her a little time off. They were like, you don't have to say Aaron this time. Just fall asleep. And then Aaron picks up her scarf and actually hands it back to her. One of the first kind gestures he's done since he was a 10-year-old. But he kind of takes away the kindness because then what? Because then he says it's this has been beat to shit pretty much. Is that what you mean? Yeah, beat to shit. I'll get you a new one. And if he's got... So you're, you're acting kind of confused by this. When I first saw it, I took it as he woke up like mad that his mom... Like remembering his mom said oh, that. Okay. And he realizes Mikasa's constantly watching over him, you know, won't stay off his ass. And he's thinking, God, just like, let me be. Stop holding this scarf I gave you uh, how six years ago. We'll get you a new we'll get one. Get you a new one. Let me be on my yeah. own person. Stop it's, worrying about me. It's time to forget the past. Move on. 
Which, of course, is the last thing Mikasa wants to hear. Mm-hmm. Armin then charges in and tells him that Walrose has officially been breached. Yeah, way too wild for me. I don't care if the world is ending. If someone busts into my room just like this right after I woke up, I am throwing something at them and telling them to bring it down a couple notches. Well, yeah, you're a terrible morning person, Ronnie. I mean, this is just unkind, like... I know, it's crazy. Whenever I wake up in bed and you're laying next to me... (laughs) (laughs) I can't even do it. Alright, so... Get it back together, get it back together. We get a quick flash to Erwin and Levi. And they're talking to some other guy, and they're pretty much like, I'm glad you left... Mike to defend the 104th. If anybody can do it besides Levi, he can. Yeah, and you even missed where they did this earlier in the episode. I think it was the guy that you called Gerger. In my notes, it was just a guy that has a haircut like Elvis. He also said, he was like, you know, uh, don't worry about Mike. He'll come back. Count on it. And then you got this guy in the room with Levi and Erwin. And he couldn't make it any more clear that Mike is getting ready to meet a gruesome death as he goes, Wait, really good thinking there, Commander Erwin. If anyone other than you two had to lead that team, I'm glad it's Mike, because, you know, Mike, he's a very impressive <laughs> soldier, and he's always going to come back. You know, he's he's been here quite some time, and, you know, he's just going to take care of business. I don't care what he comes up on. He's going to get the job done. Good job, Commander Erwin. Really respect that. Inspirational music playing in the background. <laughs> Like, all Mike's done, he had, like, one meaningful conversation with Erwin, and then everything other than that, he's just been sniffing the air, and now this guy's really singing his praises. We then go straight into Mike just slicing and dicing. He's just wrecking Titans, so I guess he... You said there was nine, right? He said there was nine, so... He then says there's four left, so he just sliced up five, pretty much like it was nothing. And he's just sitting there on top of a... Uh, on top of a, bil- a house, I guess. He's he's in like a small village now. And Ronnie, are four titans that are left. Right. I'm so glad they left these four alive for this moment. Yeah, they picked the best four. They yeah. knew what they were doing. So then Mike, as the sh- my personal favorite, I'll let you get into what your Ronnie's Titan of the Week later, but my personal favorite, Mr. Shy Guy that hugs himself in the corner. Yeah. I love that guy. He reminds me of myself. But Mike then starts to whistle for his horse as he then looks over at a giant hairy Sasquatch and says, I'm a little concerned about that one. Yeah. <laughs> Still, that uh, that abnormal worries me. Nada. <laughs> You think? That one's a little concerning. Yeah, he's like, it's over 17 meters. Whoa. He's like, it's not even paid attention to me yet. It's the largest one I've ever seen, and it's got fur that I've never seen on one of these things over its entire body. That one concerns me slightly. (laughs) That one needs to lay off the beer. That one's got a gut, let me tell you. Oh, my God, yeah. And it also looks like he... uh... Like, you and I got on either side of him and just pulled his arms until they stretched out like yeah. a... His arms were, like, touching the ground. But as his horse starts to run back, um, he's all excited. He's like, oh, thank goodness. I can get on this thing and ride off. Everything's going to be just fine. And right when he thinks that, 
The Beast Titan reaches down, picks up the horse, squeezes it with blood gushing out, and throws a 500-mile-per-hour fastball directly at Mike. Let me just say, even though it's horrifying, it's not too often that you watch a show that has the world-building to allow for a situation where a character can literally throw a horse. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, that. Was, it's what makes this show so cool. Like, there's not a whole lot of other places you're going to see that. And when a horse becomes an aerial missile... Uh, that's crazy. I mean, can you really imagine a horse flying at you like that? And I love Mikay's reaction, too, of just like... Because they've made that clear in past episodes. They don't give a shit about anything living other than humans. Yeah. And so he's just like, oh, the horse just going to stroll right on by. The Beast Titan will just keep walking. And as soon as he picks it up, he's like, wait, what? Like, everything he's known for the past however many years he's been alive just goes straight out the window. Yeah, and this thing, I mean, it hits the house right in front of it. It hits the roof, you know, it doesn't exactly hit him, and he just falls. The Beast Titan picks up the horse, he goes, okay, well now I've reconsidered, and I'm slightly even more concerned with this thing. (laughs) (laughs) This thing might be a little dangerous. But yeah, he falls off the house, of course, with, you know, what is it, a 500-pound horse? I don't even know how much those things weigh. I think we've kind of covered that. Uh, Yeah, I believe horses, yeah. About 500 pounds, just flying at him. So he falls off the house, and Mr. Potato Man just catches him with his short, puny little arms and takes a good old chomp at his legs. Um, And that's when we hear, wait. What? And this is when, the first time I saw this, I was like, what, what, what? As if it wasn't bad enough, the Beast Titan talks to the other Titan and tells him to wait, and then the Titan stops. And this is when you're like, oh no, Mikay is... This changes the game so oh, hard, Yes, bro. it changes the game. I was like, I thought Mikay was going to make it out of this. There was no foreshadowing to his death whatsoever. No one was telling us about how good of a soldier he really was and how, you know, he could beat the inevitable. Second to none other than Levi. Like They only said that three times. And then that's when the Titan chomps again at him. And Mr. Potato Head, yeah. Mr. Potato Head, he's just, he's hungry. This guy hasn't eaten in a while. And that's when the Beast Titan grabs his head and says, I thought I told you to wait, and squeezes his head to a pulp. Yeah, blood squirts out. A, uh, a loose eyeball makes an appearance just flying across the screen. Yeah, and then... Don't make him repeat himself. I'm taking notes, okay? I'm learning everything I can about this guy. Okay. Doesn't like to repeat himself. So for some reason, Mike is speechless. <laughs> he, yeah. He cannot talk whatsoever. Yeah, the Beast Titan asks him what is on his waist, and... Once again, we get another 45 seconds of Mike just now going. What just makes the Beast Titan even matter? What would you do, Ronnie, if you were Mike? Would you talk? Listen, I am not. I don't think it's that he's deciding not to talk. I think that it's because he's speechless, and I can't blame him because in the past 30 seconds, this Titan's broken like. Every tight rule that we've come to know. Yeah, and then... Next um, thing, he's going to pull out like a banana and just start eating. <laughs> <laughs> he then goes for the uh, 
the maneuvering gear and gently takes it off him. The control of his fingers to be able to just gently take that off yeah. after he just picked up a 500-pound horse. Because the gear is literally like if you saw an ant crawling on the ground, you picked it up. That's that's the amount of care you'd have to take with the ant to not like squeeze yeah. it and kill it. That's what he does to this uh, gear. So he picks it up and he's like, wow, this is a clever idea. Um, he just looks at it and realizes exactly what it is. Yeah, he's like, whoa, this is pretty cool. He's like, oh, wow, I'm looking at this now. It'd probably take a good uh, five minutes for you guys to get into this, huh? <laughs> probably wouldn't be able to uh, put this on if you saw us coming, eh? He then starts to walk away and Mike remembers his famous words, okay? He's like... Only if a person stops fighting does he lose. That just gets him riled up, and with his two completely shattered legs, he just starts yelling. What, what, what do you think he was trying to do here? I don't know. I guess, you know, yelling, that's a form of fighting. That was all he was really going to be able to do with no legs and no gear. He, I guess he just wanted to let the Beast Titan know that uh, he didn't appreciate what was going on. Yeah. Yeah, no gear, he has no chance, and the Beast Titan, it's almost like he forgot about him because he was so focused on the gear. He's like, oh yeah, y'all are all good to move now. And then Mr. Shy Guy, Potato Head, well, he's kind of regenerating at the moment, but they all go in for the most gruesome death, in my opinion, of the show so far. (sighs) Absolutely brutal. Yeah, I... This kind of messed me up a little bit, I won't lie. It, just the way he screams the entire time through this death, and the they're just ripping him apart. screaming is definitely horrible, yeah. And you're, uh, you didn't even mention that your favorite Shy Guy Titan, you know, he was, through the entire time he's talking to the Beast Titan, he's over-hugging a corner of a wall. <laughs> and then he finally says, alright, you guys can go now. And that's when he just, like, he releases the wall and he goes yeah. and hits him. Yeah, biting his skull. Oh, oh yeah, he's getting his skull bitten. They ripped him in half. Like, it. This messed me up, and I thought for sure that Mike was not going to die watching this episode. Yeah, and, you know, everyone had told us he had a really good shot at getting out of this, so I did not see this one coming. So, speaking of that, though, we get a little. The inside of the Beast Titan. So this thing can control other titans. Yeah. This is but, uh, can he control him? I mean that's we don't really know if he can control him or if he's just so badass that he actually gets through to them and they listen to him. Yeah, well that's true because he did tell the the other one to wait. Yeah, he and, didn't really and then he bit and didn't him. listen. Yeah. So, so it's, it's not it's like, like he's like got they, direct control. Yeah. It's just more like a respect like he's the commander Erwin of the Titans, yeah. you know. What he says goes. Yeah, it's weird because it's like they do listen to him, but I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on here, but he definitely has a dominant controlling force over him. So what did you think about it, though, that whole episode? I thought it was a great way to start Season 2. Like I said, this is this is the female Titan all over again. It just adds an entire other layer that you weren't ready for. The fact that this guy speaks is uh, awesome. I'm still confused about how why these people were out here in the first place. I tried to pay attention, didn't get a good feel for why they were here. If you know, definitely email us at thepodcastchronicles at gmail.com. How about you? What are you thinking? I think this was kind of directed 
uh, by Irwin. I think our boy Irwin, he kind of was setting everything up. It's not clear yet. This might be uh, touched up on in the next couple of episodes, why they don't have any gear or anything like that, but I don't know. We don't. Irwin's a mysterious man, and I'll respect his judgment. All right, well, you know what that means. We just got to uh, end of the episode. If you don't care about our stupid little learn a little bit about Ronnie and Chad segment, you can bow out now, but if you like that sort of thing... Uh, let's enter the learn a little bit about Ronnie and Chaz segment right now. Uh, start of season two, people might just be hopping on now. Do you want to explain the segment to them? Sure. Um, so basically during this segment, what we do is, uh, we kind of give y'all an in-depth, uh, well, y'all learn a little bit, a little, (laughs) (laughs) You learn a little bit about Ronnie and Chad this segment. All right, that's okay. I went first the first two times. Would you like to start us off this go-round? Sure. Um, So this is Chaz speaking. Uh, I have dry skin. Is that that it? Yeah. Is there something wrong with that? No, no, all right, okay. Okay. Um, So... I guess it's my turn to, uh, basically, I'll tell a story about um, one time I was in seventh grade and I we were measuring stuff with yardsticks and there was this girl I liked and um, I had to write something down and so I put the yardstick in between my legs but it was like, but the, the bottom part was still... Uh, Touching, touching like the ground okay um but the rest of it like stuck out between my legs and it wasn't even like near my groin but uh she pointed at the yardstick and laughed and um i felt really bad do you think she was laughing at the yardstick or something else well uh if you're referring to my penis no i don't think she was laughing at that i think she was laughing that the yardstick uh kind of insinuated what a penis would which, I mean a yardstick hey you know. well you do tell me every time you invite a girl over she laughs the, pretty when y'all... impressive okay <laughs> and that ends this segment of learn a little something about Ronnie and Chad we will talk with you guys next episode yes, you got we some will. feedback send it to the podcast chronicles at gmail.com we love hearing from you guys we love giving you shout outs we love answering your questions and shout out to our boy Sean for commenting on YouTube finally I respect it dude you know what I was really ripping you saying you were the only one that listened to podcasts on YouTube, but Sean came right out of the gates and just proved me wrong because he, he sent some uh, some hilarious comments on there. And that's just, I, we want more of that. Just keep on growing the community. We're all getting excited for season four. Let's get together and make it happen. Yeah, just, you know, give us a thumbs up. We love you. Once again, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Peace. Peace.